Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Hope this is a great year for you. Today's episode features Ian McGowan of The Good Deeds. Had a great time hanging out with Ian over at uh, Gaslight over there on the hill. Had a great time talking about their brand new record, All Will Be Well, which you can find wherever you're streaming your music at today. And we play a couple of live acoustic versions of uh, some songs today on the show. So hope you dig it. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. Stop by and visit them for some of your favorite beard oils, beard balms, your junk powder, combs, all sorts of uh, wonderful smelling uh, products, all kinds of great grooming products for whatever you need. But you know, uh, it's cold out there, so get those beards growing and uh, use Roughneck Beard Company today. And use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Head on over to roughneckbeardcompany.com today and shop around and uh, get you some beard oils. Take care of that beard. Make it look real nice. Also, big thank you to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company here in Wentzville, Missouri, uh, serving up some delicious beverages and all kinds of good food out of the kitchen also. Uh, swing in there for all your craft beer needs. And uh, if you haven't been by yet, it's a wonderful atmosphere, a lot of fun, great, great drinks, and uh, always a good time over there at Friendship Brewing Company. Get involved with them online at Friendship Brewing Company company.com on facebook and instagram and tell them shane sent you you know they've been doing a lot to support this community uh including they recently launched a beer in honor of lance corporal jared schmitz uh which is uh we lo recently lost uh, way too soon and so all the proceeds of this beer go to support the foundation in his name so please uh, go out there and buy some beer and support that cause. It's a it's a great thing they're doing. So help support this community. All right. Uh, if you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on uh, the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail. I would love to hear from you all. Let me know what you think of these uh, new Good Deeds songs. With all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Ian McGowan. Um, a podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Ian from The Good Deeds, and you are listening to The Brock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers non-stop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has. Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast. 
for Shane Presley. Everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. 
hanging out with returning guest Ian McGowan. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank you for having me, buddy. It's, it's good to be here. Good to be here with you. This has been way too long. Uh, we were talking, uh, I think the last time we sat and talked to Good Deeds stuff was 2015, in December 2015. So it's, it's crazy to think about that it's been that long already that we... Uh, so yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't even believe it had been that long. But then again, like also so much has happened right. since 2015. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. That's kind of what's fun about doing the show this long, and then like having like this catalog, you know, and then like going back and having it all documented and stuff. Like we can actually put a timestamp on when that moment was and stuff. So yeah, man, it's kind of cool to look back and see you know where we where we were and where we're going and where we're at now and stuff so kind of document it all along the way that is kind of the beauty of of the internet in a in a in a way i mean the internet is undefeated for a number of reasons <laughs> but the a good thing is that you can kind of track stuff like that especially with i mean you know from like a nerdy like <laughs> sociological anthropological <laughs> standpoint like the record that you have been keeping and forming of like the St. Louis music scene and comedy scene and stuff is, you know, pretty impressive and awesome. Yeah. Thanks so. man. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I say it a lot, but I, I just have a, I have so much fun doing this thing. I like to just meet all kinds of people, but getting to share their stories and songs and yeah, man, and everything. So it's, uh, it's fun for me, but, uh, yeah, man. So anyway, we, uh, why, well, that's why we're here today. we got a brand new good deeds record to talk about. Yeah. Woo. And, uh, plus a, a lot just to catch up on, man. Life's happening. You yeah. know, so, uh, I figured, uh, we got plenty to talk about since it's been so long, but, uh, I guess for, for you though, well, a lot of that, uh, also you haven't even been in the country. So like, uh, so that also puts a damper on us hanging out. So I know, um, yeah, so I've been in. Uh, actually it, it just popped up on my, my Facebook memories today is that, um, this today, last year, this day, last year, I was all packed and, uh, ready to fly out to Scotland, which is, um, currently where, um, I'm living and, uh, doing school because I'm a big old nerd and I cannot get enough of, Just can't get enough of, um, of, of that schooling, right. uh, you know, um, but, um, it's been, it's been an interesting experience, obviously with, um, with COVID as, as the backdrop. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a really good time over there. Everybody I've met has been really nice and really lovely, but when I moved over, I had all of the stress of making a, this massive 4,000 mile international move. And then I moved over and they were basically like the day or two days after I moved over, they went into this like hardcore lockdown for like more or less like three months. And so I had all the stress of making the move and none of the excitement of being able to like get out and explore the city and this, that, and the other thing. But, um, I've settled in pretty nicely at this point and, and really have enjoyed my time there. So it's been, um, it's been really nice, like all things considered. Yeah. So, yeah, man, <clears throat> what, uh, that's, that's wild. I don't know. I would love, I would love to do something like that just to, you know, for a while, like just to see something, see some more of the world. And yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's a different world now with, in terms of travel and stuff with COVID. Right. right. But, um, 
you know, it's just been like, it's really easy to talk to people over there. And, um, and Scotland itself is, it, I mean, landscape wise, it's just a beautiful, beautiful country. And mm-hmm. I'm not really an outdoorsy person. I would not consider myself like a big camper or anything, but, um, living in Scotland and you seeing all these beautiful landscapes, you're like, yeah, I want to ski every weekend. And <laughs> uh, not that skiing is like huge in Scotland necessarily, but like, I want to go camping and hiking and do all this stuff that I would never, I, like never occurred to me mm-hmm. when I was here. I was like, no, I would stay inside and, you know, play music or like, you know, anything but that. Right. <laughs> but so what are you uh, studying? I'm studying uh, speech and uh, language therapy. So for a second, I almost forgot what I was studying. <laughs> um, but it's essentially, um, it's the same degree as uh, speech language pathology here. Mm-hmm. Um, they just call it something different. Um, and it's at a, a small university, um, but they have a really good program. The, the, the lecturers have been really supportive and are really lovely people and, um, it's basically, it came down to, um, you know, I, I applied for at a, a couple of universities here in, in St. Louis and, um, I was able to get into those. Um, but when it came down to it, it was like, do I get the degree here? Um, and where it's, it's actually a little bit more expensive or do I make the track over and live in a cool city for at least a couple of years, you know, in Scotland and, and do the same degree um, because fortunately, I mean, there's a lot of paperwork involved, but, um, the degree I would be able to practice here, um, once I like filed paperwork and stuff with the American speech and hearing association, they recognize the same credentials from over there, which is good because I don't want to, I mean, I love my time in Scotland, but also like if I have to move back, I want to be able to sure. know that all the money that I've spent is not for nothing. Right. Yeah. I got so, this uh, nice piece of paper. Yeah. It's like, like a really nice piece of paper. I've, I've framed it. Does that right. count for anything? Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So really like the motivator was just the, the experience of living in Scotland for a change for. Yeah, that was, that was a big thing. I mean, I had, I'd been looking for kind of a career change for a couple of years. Um, and speech and language therapy or speech language pathology, whatever you want to call it, um, really kind of marries my previous experience of, um, a patient care role when I was working in clinical research, um, which I really loved, and also my background in linguistics. Um, so it just kind of combined those two things, which seemed like perfect. And also I felt kind of like an idiot for not having thought about it sooner. <laughs> um, but and, and so far it's it's been right on the money. So it's nice. been been really good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just wrapped up a, a clinical placement in um, adult outpatient um neuro rehab kind of stuff, um, Parkinson's head and neck cancer, all that kind of, um, stuff. And it's, it's great. I mean, you know, I love working with patients and, um, I love being a nerd about language and getting to help people, you know, figure out the best ways to communicate and, and to continue to live as independently as possible with, you know, after they've had a stroke or, um, you know, if they have some sort of neurodegenerative kind of condition, um, so I, I have a, a pediatric placement that's going to be in, in January and I think that'll be fun. I think kids are hilarious. Yeah. Um, and essentially, especially for the, for the age group I'm going to be working with, a lot of it is like, 
let's hang out and play for like 30 minutes and just kind of see what kind of language I can elicit. And it's great. <laughs> I worked in an uh, elementary for uh, like seven years. And so it's like definitely uh, that age is just fun. To, they're just excited and, you know, just uh, it's a good time. Like just getting to hang out with them and, and yeah, I enjoy it. But yeah, they are uh, pretty silly kids and like definitely uh, it's funny to watch what they the learning that you know the the language that they, they do know mm -hmm. so, like i mean like i've heard all kinds of stuff so. yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah but yep. yeah man that uh that sounds like exciting though but has music ever entered uh any of the therapy at all or um not yet yeah. you know i i um i don't know if there's, you played there's, for them at all or, or anything but well there's in terms of like the incorporating music into speech language therapy there's um you know, a lot of people that have Parkinson's, for example, will um, struggle with um, volume of, of their voice. Mm -hmm. And um, singing can be, uh, singing vocal exercises that you would do in choir can be sure. really beneficial. And so um, I haven't had a chance to incorporate that stuff, but that's definitely something I would, I would like to do outside of um, class and everything. I've, there's a, a, a pub that's just, uh, it's like maybe 10 minutes away and, um, it, they have like traditional music on Friday and Saturday nights. And one of the guys that, that plays music there is, um, uh, he's keep, he keeps trying to get me to, to join him. Cause he, he found out that I play guitar and he's like, why don't you just like bring your guitar up here and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just being real bashful at the moment and, <laughs> and haven't done it yet. But, um, so, you know, you haven't even played it at all in Scotland. I haven't. Oh. I've, I've, uh, I've been writing music, you know, I, I still write music, but I haven't had a chance to, to really get out and play. And a lot of that was because of kind of the, the levels of lockdown and stuff sure. that they had going yeah. on for, for so long. So, um, I'm hopeful. Um, I mean, obviously Omicron is the worst, um, but hopefully like sometime in the spring and, and stuff like that, I'll be able to get out and just yeah. you know, play some gigs and, um, yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, it's definitely something that I want to do for sure. Yeah, yeah, plant the seed and then uh, come back for the, the Good Deeds World Tour. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, um, it's it, you know this is maybe a, a bit of a pipe dream at the moment, but we'll see. But it, you know, we've talked about you know having um, uh, Ali and, and Alex fly over over the summer or something, and and just kind of you know Alex can rent an upright and. You know, we'll we'll play you know three or four gigs over like ten days or something if they can sure. if they can swing it. Because um, Kathy is actually she's over there t um, with me doing at the same university, but she's oh, wow. doing uh, music therapy um, and is really loving it. And yeah. and so really half the band is over there already. So That's like a, let's just like yeah. get the other half over there and then tour Scotland and then you know obviously that is the only thing that's holding us back for like world from like world domination. Right. So clearly <laughs> once we, once yeah. we do that, then we'll, we'll be good to go yeah. and, you know, get all those royalties and whatever. All so, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, uh, the record. Um, and, uh, we now available wherever you're getting your digital music at all will be well. Yeah. And, um, this is, uh, you said this is kind of, been a while in the making like these songs have been some of them been written for a while right yeah so the the opening track quarter to four was written in 2018 um and um 
I think there's a another tune on there. I think All Will Be Well is is maybe older than that, 2017. Um, and but then there's probably half of them that I wrote in 2019, and and even a couple more in in 2020, um, leading right up to when we started recording. Um, and those the more recent tunes are. Um, we were kind of talking about this off air um, where like historically, like kind of my bread and butter as a songwriter has been like love songs of some kind of, you know, some varying degree. Right. And I haven't really, they haven't been um, really super personal. Um, I haven't really delved into to that, but um, 2019 was uh, the end of 2019 was in particular was, was pretty difficult for me. And I was really able to, channel that into, um, a, a, a healthy, uh, coping mechanism, um, for, for my mental health and wrote a lot of tunes that are, you know, existential and, you know, about, um, try, you know, doing the best you can with what you got and, and managing anxiety and depression and, um, both of which I suffered from really great, greatly at, at the end of 2019. And so I was able to kind of put those, feelings into songs in a way that didn't feel disingenuous, um, which like before I've kind of started to write stuff like that, but it felt really trite. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is crap. You know, like I don't, you know, I don't really feel good about this. It's just like, so I, you know, I'll write words and just get them on the page and then, you know, rip the page out and set it on fire and put it in the dumpster. Um, but with, with these tunes, it was um, a little more, personal. And, and I got to the point where I was like, you know, these are the words that I'm going to put out there. And if people like it, that's fine. But I really was more comfortable, was, was happiest enough, happy enough to just get them on the page, <coughs> get them recorded. And, you know, if people liked it, that's great. But it was really like selfishly, like really for me. Um, sure. And so it's been, you know, it's, I've, I've, gotten a lot of really positive feedback, um, on that stuff. And it really is, is very validating. So thank you everybody who has validated yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, hearing that, that's probably why I relate so much to it because, uh, you know, there's a lot of what you just, uh, said, uh, there's a lot of what I was going through also, like, uh, you know, especially the same time period also, mm-hmm. uh, the, the uh, in June of 2019, my mother was diagnosed with brain cancer and, right. and then passed in December of 2019. So that you know, and then right into a pandemic and everything right. else. You know, so yeah, my mental health was you know pretty pretty dark and and uh, so I uh, I didn't probably didn't handle it the best. I did my you know I didn't especially you know. Typically, my release is going to live music. Like, yeah. You know, and that was also taken away. Uh, so, yeah, that was, I was, I put on a lot of weight, just eating everything. And and then, uh, so I'm, fine. I'm in a much better place today. But, yeah. And I'm trying to get right, trying to, still trying to uh, lose some, some extra pounds that I put on and, and everything else. But uh, I, I've been like yourself like you described your songwriting and stuff that's something i i do think about a lot i I would like to start expressing myself that way and putting putting into word the words out there and and uh see what happens i have i you know 
thoughts about it and uh you know things that i want to say but uh i just haven't quite figured out the you know never i'm not a songwriter but, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's something i do i'm a huge fan obviously i, I love it and yeah. that's something i would think about a lot i'm like it would be fun to start putting these out there like something out there yeah it's um in my my songwriting has has definitely changed a lot i i i still think of myself as as pretty i mean maybe not as much now but um i i think of myself as as pretty young as a, a of a songwriter i didn't really start writing my own tunes and 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 thinking about singing you know writing my own lyrics until you know 2011 so about 10 years where and and you know for the following you know, three four years it was really just kind of stuff that it's not that I'm not proud of it but you can see that it, there was still room to grow um, and eventually you know I, I got to the point where I I can be a little more discerning with with what I write and I can be like well you know this isn't really is it, this isn't up to par with what, it, you know, like the songs on the album, for example, like I, that, like, that's a good bar for me to have. Um, and to, as to kind of compare, you know, the, the new tunes that I'm writing and make sure that they're kind of in line and, and nuanced, you know, that, that was one thing that I was really afraid of and didn't really pay much attention to early on is that so many good tunes have just these these tiny little nuances just sprinkled throughout, whether it's this tiny little guitar lick over this one line that makes a lot of sense, or you know maybe there's some sort of syncopation that goes in line with the lyrics. That was not anything I ever thought about until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's 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 become like the more that I've done it, the more I've become aware of like new things I can try and um, and, you know, as far as my mental health goes, like I would be, I would not be where I am today without music and songwriting as my outlet. I mean, right. it was um, really, really dark uh, for me in, in 2019. And, um, you know, I, I fortunately, I was pretty, I well, I kept a lot of it in, uh, which is uh, not great. I... It seems like a good idea. Seems like a good idea at the time, but it turns out uh, keeping everything bottled up probably not the best. Right. Um, but when it you know when it overflowed, I had you know wonderful family and friends support, and um, was able to get through with therapy and medication, and that was a great combination for me. You know, I know that uh, for mental health, it's it's different for everybody, and. Um, that's just what worked for me. And I, I highly recommend, I think therapy is great. I think everybody should go to therapy mm-hmm. at least for a little bit. Um, but you know, it's really hard to, to get to that point where you're like, man, I need to have an objective set of ears and to, you know, word vomit at, and you know, maybe they can give me some, some feedback. But when I wasn't able to do that is when a, a lot of the, the, you know, half of this album was, came out, you know, I, I just, um, low tide and and whirlwind, um, to hell with your wisdom. Uh, those three in particular, um, and skylines actually. Those those four really just kind of poured out of me over the following you know like two or three months. Which I'm not that prolific of a songwriter. That's pretty rare for me. And so those those tunes really kind of 
um, I was able to channel all the, the anxiety and depression and, and grief um, in a really constructive way. Um, and fortunately, I'm in a band with people that are really supportive of that, but are also like incredible, incredibly talented musicians in their own right. And so they were able to help me bring these songs to life in a way that just fills my heart with joy and, and love. And um, the album, these songs would not be, I probably have said this before, but my songs would be nothing without the people that I've somehow convinced to be in a band with me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everybody that has, has played songs with me, played my songs, it's, it's just always been an honor and a, and a privilege to, to have them on side, on, on side, <laughs> on my side, on stage. <laughs> can fix that in post if you want or don't it's up to you <laughs> uh well you met, you said skylines i was i was i sent you a text uh, i said that was you know one that really popped to me like um that uh, obviously it's uh uh you know and uh, sad in, in a sense you know so but it's it's so honest that's what i like the going to the chorus there is like uh it's just it really i was like man like yeah I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's uh, anybody that hasn't heard it, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of truth to that because I feel like so many people will get stuck in these relationships where, but you don't realize like you're not fully aware, like we're not really, we're not happy here yeah. like, until, until it just explodes or whatever. But, um, so anyway, I just, that's what really kind of caught my attention was just like, it was cool to hear you, somebody say it like that, like, you know, so. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that, but yeah, kind of going, going into that, like it, with your writing and, um, but yeah, speaking of some of those nuances earlier, like you're saying, I, I wanted to share a track called, uh, no turning back. Let's start with, uh, this one. This is a fun, uh, tune with the, the full band. We did do some live acoustic, which we're going to share, but, uh, yeah. this, we, I figured that we're, since we're talking about the record, let's dive into hearing what the proper recordings sound like. Yeah. And, uh, this one I liked because there's a little of everything in there. There's a lot of, uh, changes, uh, and I like, um, I like the, the, like you're saying, the nuances, I like the, the, the violin parts with the vocals, like, mm -hmm. and the changes that happen there and stuff. Like, it's just fun to, to hear, uh, you guys getting to sh highlight all the different instruments, uh, in the yeah. band. So, yeah, that, that song is, um, you know, it's, I, I spent previously, I spent some time in Spain and, and you can hear that influence in, in no turning back for sure. But, um, just the way that the, the band is able to, to play off of the, the vocals, you know, the way that we, when Allie comes in in the second verse and the way we kind of back off and let her kind of, um, you know, be front and center and, and really just accompany, just kind of set the scene, um, behind her is, is something that I, makes me, you know, I, I love listening to that every time and the way that it builds, um, into the choruses. Um, you know, I think it, it just kind of, we all felt that naturally when we were first arranging it. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's just a magical moment.
tender touch washes over my skin. Wave after wave, and I'm drowning in bliss, my love. There's no turning back for me now, for me now. To Galicia, me perseguía. Yo, yo te sueño, yo te Is that now like you guys uh, with your processes? Probably different on every song, but is did you write these lyrics by yourself and then the band build the track behind it? Yeah, so i i write the the I write the songs and um, you know so the chords and the lyrics and and stuff like that. But um, I think of that as kind of the bones, and I I bring that to practice and I play you know, I'll play once through or a couple times through so that everybody can hear it. And then we just kind of build it from there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, more often than not, you know, somebody tries something in, you know, throughout the, the writing process that sure. I never would have thought of that just immediately sounds, you know, makes the song just that much better. And that's one, one of the things that's, you know, so rewarding about 
working with this group of people is that, yeah, I, I just never know what kind of magical moment is going to happen, but I can trust that at least one will. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of collaboration for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just, it's always better with other people's input and making it more than you ever can imagine to be. So, yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, again, uh, all is well or all, all will, all will be well, right? Yes. All will be well. Yeah. Jeez. Say that five uh, times fast. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was uh, available now. uh, I said wherever you're getting your music. Do we, uh, we do have a big release party coming up. uh, Yeah. In in St. Louis. On January 8th over at the Heavy Anchor in St. Louis, Missouri. And bringing along our friends in the Bronx Cheers. Woo! Yeah. That's going to be a fun night. And, uh. So will this be celebrating the release, but the the record came out a little while back, but we yeah so obviously you weren't in town and everything <laughs> right. else, so uh, so we're finally getting to a proper uh, celebration. And uh, are we doing uh, like uh, CDs or, or vinyl or any, so any physicals with this release? We did not do any physical um, media, uh, except what? Oh, it's not entirely true. We did do stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, so which everybody loves a good sticker. Um, but as far as the, the actual tracks and music and stuff, we, we opted not to do, um, any physical stuff Mm -hmm. just because, um, you know, it would be one thing if we were going to be here for a while and could play gigs and and sell it. Um, but we would, we would end up having to order, you know, 50 or a hundred CDs and then we would hang on to those CDs because we were playing one show. And, um, so we just kind of opted, uh, to not do that. I think, you know, it, it, anything is possible in the future, um, but I think it. We also are kind of environmentally conscious too, sure. and we're like, you know, if we can get the music out there digitally, where most people are listening to it anyway, right? Then why not just do that for for this one? So yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I just uh, as a fan, I'm, I'm, I enjoy purchasing uh you know a cd or a vinyl and we love and taking all. your money yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> um but for sure if you uh do we, and is it up on the band camp where people can yep. support the project mm-hmm. uh, so like yeah please do that i mean obviously the streaming services are f- cool and all but at least uh go support this project and uh check out the band camp page and you can download the mp3s there and yes yeah so yeah do that. um but yeah, anyway, big uh, fun night January eighth over at Heavy Anchor. It's uh, one of my, one of my favorite little spots in town for sure. It's a it's so great, great, great little room, and uh, everybody's always real nice to you over there. Josh and Jody are the best. Yeah. They just they really are. I I kind of crowbarred my way into being friends with them. Like initially, I was like, this place is so great. Let's be friends. <laughs> um, and they've just always been so supportive of local music and local comedy and arts. You know, they have you know they were having like a little farmer's market there. They had their winter markets and arts and crafts stuff. And you just love to see that. Um, and it really builds community. Um, and which is a great thing. It's yeah. great. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of arts and crafts, I like, uh, the album art. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also, which, uh, Kathy did, right? Yeah. Kathy painted that. Yeah. I like that. Like, obviously it's, you know, a painting, but it reminds me of, uh, especially the, just the circular with the letters. Reminds me of like a cross stitch kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's like, so it was just like, I don't know. That's where my mind went with it. But it's, uh, it looks good, man. Like yeah. it was cool. 
It's, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful painting. Um, and it, it really fits with, I kind of think of us as an arts and crafts band. You know, we, we kind of are, uh, I mean, music aside, we're a couple of us paint and, you know, Allie really loves crafts and um, it just kind of fits our vibe like to a T. Um, and that's one of the things that's kind of, we were a little disappointed when we decided not to do physical stuff because mm-hmm. like getting a vinyl with like that album art on it would yeah. be sick. Yeah. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we do like a, some kind of deluxe, uh, reissue or something kind of, you know, I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. Add a couple of bonus tracks on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, I would, I would, I would love to have a vinyl copy of this. That'd be, uh, that would be super cool. So. Maybe uh, one of these days we'll make that happen. Yeah. I mean, well, we certainly are not opposed to anything like that. Like, I think if we can get um, the problem is just that like the minimum amount to order is like so much that we would just have like a box of like unsold vinyl forever. But then I guess you could turn that into an arts and crafts project, which we would be likely to do anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) there's a well, and everything's like so delayed too. like, uh, like, yeah. And so. Uh, who knows when you would even get it? So, <laughs> like, uh, it's like new album. Didn't this the vinyl release? Yeah. This album came out three years ago. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about a track called Clarity. This is a live acoustic version we did here today. <laughs> I am on the road less traveled Some might say the scenic route I've been teased and I've been baffled In my search to find the truth I wish I had a way of knowing That those were the good old days Not right now, but in that moment When those memories were made I have seen a sky of diamonds Spinning round and round Falling slowly down the mountain Plunging deep into the sound Wish that I had seen the forest I was lost among the trees A moonless night A wild torrent Brought me down upon my knees Walked the road of constant sorrow Heard the tolling of the bell Wish I'd taken all my chances Been less afraid to make mistakes Loved more freely with abandon And known how good I had it made 
clarity for me is fleeting Just a whisper in the wind Sometimes I can hear it singing Before it flutters off again I wish I'd told you that I loved you I wish I'd said nothing at all A clouded mind's eternal struggle To forget or to recall great man i was like it was cool i mean obviously on the record uh you'll you have uh you know vocals from ali and and uh, you know we got a lot more going on there but this was super neat to like just have you and a guitar and, and hearing uh kind of the like again how the the bones of the song how you started how you write these songs and stuff yeah that that's an older tune too i think that might even be uh 2016 um but that's i i've always you know i'm used to write like i the songs, the bones are finished in a way, you know, they're complete songs in a way, but, um, I like to collaborate with others and I like what everybody else brings to the, to the songwriting process. And, um, but I remember playing that for, for them and everybody just being like, you know, this sounds like it's just you, like it should just be you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were okay with that. And I was like, all right, like, fine. Um, which is really interesting because I'm so used to like playing music with others is kind of like an anchor in a way it, you know, I feel safe when there are other people on stage with me, but when it's like just me singing and playing, I'm like, Oh crap. Like I need to be perfect all the time and, and nail everything. And, um, you know, I, I didn't, you know, there's a, a couple of, uh, uh, screw ups on the, the live version here, but you know, that's, that's live music for you too, sure. as, as you so, and you know, nicely put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, that was another tune where the lyrics just kept just kind of falling out of my face, like onto the page. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm, it has, you know, the line, you know, clarity for me is fleeting. Just a whisper in the wind is probably one of the favorite, my, the favorite lines I've, I've written. Cause you're just like, Ah, I know exactly what that feeling is like. Like, I had it for a moment, and now it's gone, and I totally don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like also like uh, I don't know exactly how you said it, but <clears throat> you uh, refer to the you know knowing that they were the good old days mm-hmm. when you were and then like, I, and I feel like that a lot. Like you know, there. I mean, not that today's not great. You know, well. Uh, Globally speaking, uh, (laughs) but but in my personal life, I mean, things are good, like for the most part, you know, like, uh, but, uh, you know, I do look back and I'm like, you know, I think, I think about it a lot. Like obviously, uh, you know, with my mom and everything else, like there's a lot of things in my life that I would like wish I would have known then, like how good it was and stuff. And yeah, I, that, that line actually has been kind of really resonant with me lately too. You know, even though I wrote the song, you know, five years ago, four or five years ago, um, you know, 
I've just been really reflect. It's it's hard not to reflect on the past when we're living in such right. you know really chaotic times and be like, man, I really wish that I knew back in 2017 that that was a really good time. <laughs> yeah, like sure. I had a great time. Things were good. Um, you know, I had no idea what was coming, um, and it just kind of is uh, just kind of a reminder to to you know maybe sometimes take a step back mm-hmm. and and get a little bit of perspective and 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 maybe, maybe drink some, in the moment as as best as you can. Yeah, maybe some clarity. Hey, hey. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I think about it a lot, like a like high school, really. Like yeah, I think about like when I'm in high school. I, like, I'm, I just, uh, the whole time you think like, oh, this is the worst. Like, I, you know, can't wait to, you know, get out of school and, you know, graduate and get, you know. All this. Can't wait to be an adult. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh. And, like, and then you're like, once you, once you do that, then you're like, oh man, like I was, it was so good back then. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, so. Being an adult is the worst. Right? Uh. <laughs> I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, but that's how, I mean, I feel like that a lot. Like, you know, it's just like, it was so carefree back then. And like, you know, all you had to do was go, go to school and. I know, yeah, like so. the, you know, the stress that I had was like, you know, and I was a big old nerd too. So I, you know, I was always, you know, on time with homework and papers and <laughs> right. stuff like that. So the biggest stress I had was like, you know, how, you know, how many shows I could play in a month, you know, you know, cause I was in, in a punk band and stuff and, um, you know, just trying to play shows and like, that was it. Yeah. Like, Man, I would love to have that problem now. Like, <laughs> so instead, it's like taxes and pandemic, and right. you know, not great. Yeah. What? <clears throat> excuse me. Man. Well, what was the uh, what was the name of that your your punk band? Kami Chung. Yeah. yeah. So we were we were together from 2003 to 2006. Yeah. Um, something like that, and then we we recorded. Uh, uh, Caleb moved out to the East Coast, and then when he was moving out to the West Coast, he came through St. Louis, and we recorded like a five-song demo uh, just for fun. And I mean, we never played those songs live, but it's pretty good, pretty good demo. Um, and then he's he went back out west, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we were you know we I had a lot of fun in that band. I played bass, um, and I, so I really. I really miss playing bass a lot, mm-hmm. but it was so great to play bass in that band because Caleb was, as a guitarist, would just kind of do whatever he wanted in, in a, a great way. Um, but that meant that like Daniel and I, as the rhythm section, just kind of, sometimes it sounded like we were maybe playing two songs at the same time. Um, but I mean, it was just so like high energy and just, you know, great to to rock out. You know, you can't, can't always rock out with like a folk band, um, you know, try as we might. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you still, uh, and you get, you still get to collaborate with Daniel, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, not as much musically. I, I am writing some music for uh, some of the audio dramas that he's right. producing and, and stuff. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. I love scoring stuff like that. That, that would be, um, I mean, that's like dream job. Like, yeah. let me like, you, if you're making a short film, TV series, you know, I could be your Hans Zimmer, like holler at your boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I watch a lot of like, uh, you know, different shows and I, they all have, you know, different 
music bed like that and stuff like I, I think that would be a lot of fun to be a part of those projects too like i'm just a big fan of uh you know film and tv obviously so like it would be a fun project to be a part of some of that stuff and yeah it's it's been really um really rewarding because i get to kind of hone in on the the emotional beats of of the story and and really kind of bring um, bring that to the forefront and, and kind of emphasize that. And, um, plus I get to like noodle around in logic pro and yeah. just kind of, you know, find weird synthesizers and noises and stuff and throw those in there too. So <laughs> yeah, man, <clears throat> you had, um, uh, what, uh, I don't know. Uh, of like, uh, you think it's like some of those greats that like how they even, how did they even find that that's their, like their thing where they became, you know, I don't know, just like John Williams and all yeah. that. Like, how do you find that? Like, Oh yeah, I'm apparently really good at this, uh, you know, creating these <laughs> right. epic things and, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I, like I am influenced and when I, when I'm scoring stuff like that, it's hard. You can't not be influenced by, John Williams and, and the, you know, the major, major composers, you know, I mean, Hans Zimmer is, is, he's not really, he would, I'm sure this is really audacious for me to say, but some people might call him a one trick pony. Um, he's not, um, but he has a, a very distinct style and, um, you know, and, and, um, Howard Shore, you know, another great, uh, film composer and, um, you, you can't, as somebody who is involved at, you know, if you watch movies and who, uh, someone who loves music, like he, I can't not pay attention to that stuff and, and incorporate it into whatever I'm, you know, working on, you know, and sometimes with the, with the audio drama stuff, when, you know, there's a, an emotional beat that I really need to, um, to emphasize, you know, I can pull from, some of these other composers and be like, Oh, this is what they did musically to really make people want to cry at this time. You right. know, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a nerdy kind of intellectual exercise for me sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what, uh, so we, where, uh, you can find all over wherever you get in your podcasting at, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Calamity cast, uh, calamitycast.com. Um, and at calamity cast on Twitter and I think at calamity cast network on Instagram. Um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of, of projects on there. I mean, yeah. we're in the middle of, um, working on season two of, of space America at the moment. So I'm probably behind on scoring, sending Daniel some music. So <laughs> don't be mad, Daniel. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, um, obviously, I mean, it, you know, it's hard to, to put a, a timeline on when things are going to be done these days, but, mm -hmm. um, hopefully that'll be, that'll be out here in the next few months and, and we'll be interesting to see kind of the next chapter of those characters, those yeah. ragamuffins, rapscallions. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about a track called to hell with your wisdom. Yeah. And this is another, uh, live acoustic version we did here today and um yeah man what uh what do you what do you want to share around this particular one well so this is another one that um is just me um and it's, it's just me on the album um i mean obviously it was just me today but um the album is is just me and a guitar and um i 
I wrote that, I really like the phrase to hell with your wisdom. You know, I, it's, uh, it just really rolled off the tongue and I was like, I'm going to use that somewhere somehow. So, well, it's, uh, it's pretty appropriate for, uh, everything we've been dealing with. Uh, yeah. You know, like it's, uh, the fact that like nobody wants to believe science and, right. uh, you know, <laughs> to help with your wisdom. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, in the, in the context of the song, it's, it's about, um, you know, there, there's something that I, I struggle with is kind of when to take risk and when not to, whether it's, um, you know, uh, whether it's something that's, you know, in, in life, a big move or whether it's a romantic kind of thing. Um, and so sometimes, you know, I, I overthink, um, I mean, I've got anxiety, like that's, that's the definition, right? Um, so it's kind of a, a way to, to get me to take a second and just be like, okay, like maybe like the, take a step back and what is, what is the point of overthinking? Like you can think this thing until you're dead, but like, are you going to do anything about it? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's me kind of talking to myself about, you know, just, you know, fucking just do it, you know? And, uh, like the great Nike said, and, <laughs> the great philosopher, the great, great philosopher, Nike, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and just kind of yeah. take the risk. I mean, you, we learn from mistakes in, in ways that we are unable to learn things otherwise sometimes. And, and that's, that's okay. Right. Um, and so it's just, you know, just, just put yourself out there sometime. Unwise proposition, best hedge your bets. Your wisdom, be happy with less. A risky decision, best take your time. To hell with your wisdom, be foolish in kind. forever why do it at all just once for good measure stumble and fall a pointless endeavor foolish and kind just once for good measure for the last time
Wise proposition, best hedge your bets To hell with your wisdom, be happy with less I, when I think of like the phrase to help with your wisdom, I think there's a lot of times where people try to offer things, you know, pieces of wisdom and we're not always willing, wanting to hear it or, you know, want, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. and there's a lot of like, just sometimes you got to live a little life to yourself, uh, you know, but just to experience it. And, but then you realize like, oh yeah, they were right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, even though, you know, most time it's your parents or something, you know, it's like that kind of thing. But like, you got to do it your own way sometimes, and then you realize, oh yeah, they they know what they're talking about. And- yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really it's also kind of a defensive kind of denialist kind of like you don't know, right? Like, what do you know, man? Um, only for it to come back and be like, you know, on second thought, you were actually yeah, you were you were right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, who hasn't felt that before? You know, I mean, it's it's so easy to to feel that you are a hundred percent right you know and it's it's so easy to to not take on new information because you think you you know everything already and so you're like you know what man screw your like tell with your wisdom like i know what's best for me in this situation and you know sometimes you do like absolutely you know sometimes you you really do know what's best and but sometimes, you know, other people may have a better idea on what that is for you. And it's, and, but being vulnerable enough to, to take on that advice and stuff is really hard. Like I, I struggle with that mightily. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, it's something I deal with. I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, uh, makes, I feel like it makes me stronger. It makes me, you know, Eventually, I, I get you know, I learn the lesson and I try to <laughs> try to pass it along to for the next generation to tell me to hell with my wisdom. So right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you when you learn the when you learn from mistakes, those those lessons are somehow branded on your on your psyche a little stronger yeah. than if you were to just be like to take advice from somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes we need that. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, again, uh, get plugged in with the good deeds on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. We do. Uh, well, it's the only show we have right now because uh, obviously uh, Ian's going to have to go back on over to Scotland here soon. Yep. Yeah. But January 8th over at the Heavy Anchor, come on out and celebrate. The, uh, all will be well. Woo. And, uh, but uh, yeah, man, this uh I'm excited for you guys, and like this is uh, super cool to finally get this project out, get to celebrate it, and everything else. And yeah, it you know as as I was saying, you know, like band practice. We had our first band practice, you know, a couple days ago for the first time in you know over a year. Right, and um, you know, for for first time in over a year, like you know, we did pretty well, Yeah, you know, See and so how to do this, <laughs> right. So we'll have a, you know, we'll have a couple more before the show. So mm-hmm. it'll be a, a presentable uh, show <laughs> on uh, January 8th, but, um, it's just such a, uh, a wonderful experience to be back playing music with these guys and, and these, these gals, these folks, um, 
and it's I, I hope everybody can can make it out. You know, I know um, things are are crazy with with COVID, and we certainly don't begrudge anybody for staying home and and doing what they feel is is safest for them and their family. That's totally understandable. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's. It, you, you can't begrudge anybody that, and and we wouldn't want to put anybody. We wouldn't want to feel that anybody's at risk necessarily more sure. than than they're comfortable with and coming to the show. You know, we want everybody to be safe and sound and mm-hmm. um, get through this thing as as fast as as we can. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, if you're comfortable enough with it, we'd love to see you. Um, if not, we are gonna, um, we're working on finding a way to stream the show. Um, so hopefully it'll be, it'll either be on Facebook live or Instagram live or something like that. Um, and, uh, so that way you can at least, uh, check it out from, from the comfort of your home and, um, which honestly is maybe the best venue sometimes because you're, there's no line for the bathroom and it's filled with snacks. Right. So I think, you know, you might be onto something if you're doing that. I saw somebody wrote like, uh, I write it as like, um, it was, uh, remember, remember, uh, Bill Hader's character on SNL, uh, Stefan yeah. and then, uh, or Stefan. Um, but he, uh, I write it like that. Like it was like. This club has everything, you know. It's like, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's like, it's got, ch- you know, chips. It's got snacks and whatever. No wait, no yeah. line in the bathroom. All that stuff, like, um, right. It's like yeah. the free booze, yeah. like all the food you could want. Yeah. No line for the bathroom. It's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, also saw a thing that said the other day it was a uh, New Year's Eve's looking real liver- living room ish. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that too. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't be mad at that one either. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I threw a party Thanksgiving weekend, um, Deb Stock. Yeah. uh, And I I went through a lot of the same struggles, you know, like trying to, is this, is it all right? Or can we, can we do this? Do I, can we do it safely? Can, you know, and all this stuff. Eventually I got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to make the best of it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable, here's an avenue. If you don't, like, I understand. I'm like. Yeah. You know, we'll see you next year, hopefully. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that was that kind of thing. It was like, but it went really well. We, people showed up, had a good time. Everybody was respectful of it all and everything else. You That's know, great. Like, so, um, you know, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a weird time for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> weird yeah. is probably the most diplomatic <laughs> way to put it. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, well, yeah, if you feel like coming out January 8th would be the night to do it. So please. And thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I, have uh, been going around asking some of these questions and uh, I wanted to get your take on some of these. Uh, oh, this would be good. <laughs> what, uh, what would be a dream duet or collaboration do you go would like to, uh, to see for yourself and the band? Ooh. Oh man. Um, I think, um, I mean, Jason Isbell would be like amazing. Sure. He is also hilarious on Twitter. Oh yeah. So, uh, maybe I'll just tweet this at him and be like, Hey man, just solo over these tracks. You'll be fine. Uh, that would be great. Um, man, I, I feel like he's also, yeah. Like I feel you saying solo. I, I, I just watched him at the, uh, uh, Stiefel. Yeah. And, uh, it's all his show. And 
And I'm like, man, like he's a very good guitar player. And I think he's like not recognized a lot as like, you know, obviously talk about people talk about songwriting and stuff mm-hmm. and he's a brilliant writer, but he's a really good guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's real good. Yeah. Real good. Um, I think that would be fun because I think also he's, he's a goofy enough character that I think that we would get along yeah. really well oh, yeah. and just have a, a, a grand old time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be a fun hang. Yeah, man, I wonder, I'm going to have to ask the band this yeah. and see who they, who they pick. Um, cause yeah, that would be, that would be such a treat, man. Sure. sure. That'd be For great. sure. Yeah. He, uh, man, he, I saw him on, um, does kind of, I don't know. I, again, he wouldn't want it, but I saw him on Stern show a while back with, uh, the high women. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, uh, he's sitting in the back playing guitar for the group mm-hmm. and the girls are up front singing and, and I'm just like, and, you know, so Howard's like interviewing them and about the, you know, everything. And, and he never mentions once that Jason's playing guitar. Right. And I just thought that was like, you have one of the, our generation's, one of the, our, you know, probably our generation's finest songwriter mm-hmm. sitting back there playing guitar just and, out. and never even introduced him at all. Like, you know, so, like, so I don't know, but again, like Jason obviously knew he's, yeah, I'm here for them. You know, mm-hmm. not, it's not about me today. And, yeah. I saw an interaction on, on Twitter between him and, and somebody that was asking about um, where his wife was. And he was like, Dude, she has her own band. Yeah. Like, if she can be here, she will. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not a sure. guarantee. She's got to do her own thing. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Well done, sir. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Okay. I saw I recently, it's been a couple of years from what I saw him at uh, Roots and Blues. Yeah. And he sat in on a man, a man he sat out on Amanda's set, and then Amanda sat in on, on his set. So, like, it was fun to see them playing together, both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. It's nice that they, when they can, they do it, but you know, there's not always, you know, they both have individual lives also. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a big fan of both of them. And, uh, I, I would, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I recently got into some of the newer stuff. I have a hard time, uh, cause Southeastern is such a favorite of mine. Yeah. Like that, that record is like on repeat a lot. Like, and, uh, so it's hard for me to go listen into the newer stuff, even though it's also great, but, I'm just like so attached to Southeastern. So I keep going back to that one. I mean, it's such a great record. Like, it, like, I mean, top to bottom is just fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. But so if you, if you don't know that one, I would, I would encourage you to go listen to Southeastern. It's an awesome album. So, uh, <clears throat> what, uh, speaking of some of that, what would be a song you wish you wrote? Is there, is there a certain song that oh, man. stands out like, Hey, this is kind of my story or this is, uh, um, I, or just something that was super catchy that you're like, man, why didn't I think of that? I really like, um, so there, there are two directions that I'll go with this, uh, because I can't give you just one answer. Uh Um, the, the Amelie soundtrack is, um, one of my favorite soundtrack, probably my all time favorite soundtrack. Um, and just top to bottom is just an amazing, beautifully whimsical, you know, um, set of, of, of songs. And, um, so if I, if I was only relegated to like one album, like that, I would definitely claim that one if I could. Um, but if it was just one song, 
Um, I think, um, hmm, let me see. I have to, I'm going to check something real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my initial, um, it's hard cause you know, it's, it's hard not to think of things that I've just been listening to recently. Right. Um, but, um, almost, uh, sweet music by Hosier would be, that's okay. such a great tune. Yeah. Um, I wish, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously everybody, uh, was attached to, uh, take me to church as that was like the big hit and stuff. Yeah. The rest of that album is really good. So man. good. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just, uh, I think either Ferris wheel by Sylvanesso, um, or, Play it right, maybe by Sylvanesso. Those are two two bops. Right. Ooh, no, coffee, coffee by Sylvanesso. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely claim that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, the day comes along. We have uh, your Ian McGowan by a uh, box set of or your or your. Uh, I guess the good deeds box set and what would be with your, uh, your three accessories to go with your action figure? Oh man. Um, definitely a guitar. Yeah. Have to have a guitar. Um, what is that you're playing today? My, that's my classical guitar. Yeah. yeah I bought that in Spain. Um, so, but probably not that one. Probably mm-hmm. my, my Huss and Dalton. Um, because I've, Oh man, I love that guitar so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I feel like I've played a lot of shows. Well, no, I haven't played a lot of shows with a tie, but I that would be an oh no, like one of those like um, like uh, pork pie, like not pork pie hat, but like like the golf hats, yeah, uh, or something. Yeah, one of those, um, and. Um, I do feel like a tie is kind of maybe a tie. Like if you think of like a, I feel like that's where my mind goes. So when I think of you on stage, like sometimes like it, we'll take a tie. It's, it's a pretty good, it's pretty uh, standard look for you for a, a period of time. Yeah, definitely, and and like something that's like paisley or something, some yeah. sort of paisley tie or yeah, yeah. Um, what about a dream dinner? Like I was think, uh, I was thinking of this one because, like, uh, like I think it was Dave Grohl was talking about going to Paul McCartney's house and, yeah. and hanging out, and like and Taylor Swift was there, and they were all like jamming, and like I was like, that sounds like a cool night. Like, yeah, I was like it does. What? Uh, but if you if you could have a couple people over and like get three or four people come over and have a dinner and a conversation and stuff like who who do some of those people you'd like you'd like to invite over you think uh tom waits easy uh dave grohl would be another one and um who else would i have i 
I mean, I think it would be fun just to listen to Tom talk just because. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah, just you, you go and we'll yeah, comment. Right. <laughs> um, and maybe Taylor Swift too, actually, yeah. that would be cool. That would be, that would be really fun. Um, or like, I feel like Chris Hemsworth would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, be, he would be very out of place, which would be great. Um, yeah, we'll go with those. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Ooh, Denzel Washington. My man. I would love, yeah. I would love to talk to Denzel Washington. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know, man. He's so good. Like in everything. I don't know how he does it, but I don't he either. every, he's amazing. You know, <laughs> I, I, I recently like watched, man on fire and you know went through some of the older ones and like he just crushes it every time yeah he's one of the few actors that no matter what i will watch a movie if they're if he's in it right yeah so. it's like it's, it's got Denzel. okay yeah okay yeah. it's yeah because yeah. yeah. you know that his performance is going to be good, yeah right, right? Yeah. so and you know and you probably wouldn't have signed on if it wasn't a great story anyway so yeah <laughs> but, but yeah he's uh one of the best uh, well, cool, man. I, uh, let's got, I got one more for you. Let's see. Uh, um, so obviously getting to do some cool stuff, uh, you know, getting to see a little bit of the world doing this, you know, and things and, um, uh, what, uh, what's something you tried, but will never do again? <laughs> is there, is there certain, uh, or even food or anything else? Like, is there a certain thing like you're like, Nope, don't like that. Um, You know, for, I think I've I've had I've been very fortunate enough in my experiences that they there's not anything that I can that immediately jumps to mind that I would never do again. Um, but um, man, yeah. Oh, I mean, this is really stupid, but. <laughs> Um, when I studied abroad and in Spain, I, we took a trip to port, like a weekend trip to Portugal. Cause it's like right there. Um, and I stupidly did not wear any sunscreen on the beach, which turned me into a tomato right. <laughs> and was awful. Like I couldn't like standing hurt, like laying on the bed was awful. Uh, so I will never not wear, uh, sunscreen. I will always wear sunscreen, uh, after that, I guess, you know, I mean, that's such a stupid answer, but like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, cause I've, you know, I've driven in, in the UK before and it's, it's a little unnerving, but like, I would do that again. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, that's uh, that's not fun at all when you're just uncomfortable like oh, that. God, yeah. yeah, it's the worst. I did one. Uh, I was, uh, just thinking about the pain and stuff, and like not doing it again. I was. Uh, we used to go to the Ozarks a lot, or, or in that area and stuff. Go to the lake and things, and and then uh, we were doing some like cliff diving stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, so everybody climb up there we, we had an, it was like i don't know probably 30 40 feet i don't know it was pretty high up for for what we were doing 
And uh, I, uh, but he started getting, you know, people's shorts are dripping and he starts getting wet up there. And I, I go to run and I kind of like slid. Oh no. Luckily I got out like far enough to where I didn't like, you know, slam into the rocks and get hurt and everything. But the problem was when I slipped, I went out like feet first and I like f- did a back flop oh. on top of the um, and like, and so I kind of sank down in the water hoping to die. <laughs> like, it hurt so bad. It's like, and so I finally uh, come back up and I crawl into the boat and I'm like, take me home. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like just, uh, and uh, that, uh, that was one of the worst, uh, you know, oh. pains for sure. Like luckily it didn't last long, but it hurt so bad. Like, ow, just, uh, yeah. Ow. It hurts just thinking right. about it. Yeah. It was, uh, my whole back like bruised. Like it was oh, like, it was, gosh. uh, yeah, it was not fun. So don't, don't do that kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Well, uh, Ian, this has been a uh, super cool, man. I'm really glad we uh, made this happen today while you were in town. And, yeah. uh, thank you for sharing this with us. Uh, Again, go grab the the album wherever you're getting your music at and uh, follow along online. Come out January 8th to Heavy Anchor and uh, see Ian with the rest of the band. Thank and, you for uh, having me, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Gaslight here for letting us hang out. This is a really cool day, man. So Yes. Uh, thank you very much. But thanks, buddy. And I will uh, see you soon, my friend. All right, man. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Rock paper, paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Rock paper podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.